Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back, Wisco Fanatics fans. Uh, sadly, Tyler is sick, so he will not be joining us. In his place is my dad, Pat. Say hi, Dad. And we have Hello. my daughter, Winter. Hello, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the New Year's and Christmas. This was my, <laughs> I'm my dad's Christmas present. So, just wanted everybody to see my cute baby and let everybody know that she's not fake. This is her. Say hi, Winter. Hi, girl. Okay, here you go, baby. Okay, so, with that being said, let me hand off my daughter safely here. Uh, we have a good show for you today. We're going to talk Packers. We're going to talk to recap the Vikings game, preview the Lions game. Got some Bucks games to go over. Uh, some interesting stuff with the Bucks going on, actually. COVID's still kind of hitting them pretty hard. Uh, we got some we got some Badger football. They had their bowl game. We have Badgers basketball. They got a really, really big win on Monday night, so I'm excited to talk about that. But to start out, we are going to start with three stars of the game. So, Dad, why don't you get us started? All right. My third star, I, I did like a combo here, but I, I put the running backs. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just think, you know, just because the big guy got the touchdowns, it doesn't take away from all the stuff Aaron Jones did. I just think they both had a good game. Mm-hmm. My number two star, and I know everybody, you could do this almost every week. You could go Rodgers, you could go Adams. I don't really want to do a combo, but I went with Rodgers. Just the streak he's on, you know, the no interceptions again. And you can tell he's being a leader out there. Mm-hmm. And then my number one star actually was Kenny Clark. Really? He okay. was a man. Okay. Even with the double teams, get off me and then tackle. You know, I I think he just disrupted the game. I mean, you can say Gary had a good game also. He did. Or the defensive line, but Kenny Clark was just, to me, an animal. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Those are all great. So, this was tough for me. Um, it seems a lot this year that we have a lot of guys that are really contributing in a lot of ways. You know, you take in the injury, injuries that are happening and all the backups that are stepping up. I mean, look at our old line. It's crazy. So I have a couple honorable mentions. I have both running backs because, like you said, Aaron Jones looks healthier. Uh, but I, there's just something about another man who is just ginormous just running over a pile of human beings and you're just like, ah, like it just gets you jacked up, right? Like AJ Dillon's touchdown runs were beautiful to watch. That was domination. Uh, but I also put Mason Crosby in there. He's had a rough year. And as you know, kicking in the cold is hard. It's not an easy job. That's It's like a rock. Um, and they were talking about it during the game. They were talking about that he changed his approach and he slowed it down a little bit to kind of make the timing work a little bit better. And there was a bad snap on the first one. Right. So, so having you know him slowing that down really made things work. 
That's why he'll always have a job in Green Bay. So all the people that are freaking out, oh, he's missing field goals, he's missing extra points. Listen, man, this kicking last, in and Lambeau is hard. The last two games, he's been right down the middle. Yes, he's been much better. Uh, so I feel like we can trust him going into the playoffs. At this very point, I'm going to say that. I feel like we can trust Mason Crosby going into the playoffs. So going with my uh, – I did what you said you weren't going to do. But my third star is Aaron Rodgers. You can't not have him on the list. You, you just can't. It's impossible. He's just so – and, you know, I've, I've been on the show and I've said that I think he's coming back. But I'm starting to get this feeling – you know, after watching, you know, what he's saying, how he moves, how insanely locked in he is. You know, he just seems locked in on every throw. A six-yard a six yard out, a 55-yard pass on the field, a 15-yard pass over the middle. The outside throws, him and Devontae are just nasty. Devontae puts his hands up so late, it's impossible to guard him as a corner. But Aaron Rodgers seems so locked in, it almost, to me, is kind of feeling like a, a last dance kind of thing. I don't know if you agree with that, but... It just is starting to feel that way because he's just, he's like, let's make this one good. Let's make this one count. Let's go get one. I don't know if you agree with that. Well, you know, a lot of people say he's kind of narcissist mm-hmm. a little bit and stuff. I, I think one more year. One more year? I think I think they do franchise Devontae. Mm-hmm. And I think they do it one more time. Okay. Winner well. win lose a Super Bowl. But I think. Cause, you know he's still under contract. I know he's still got the one All these idiots out there, you know, on ESPN and stuff. You know, all the the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. Well, there is no sweepstakes. There is none. I agree. It's like, oh my god. Um. So, I'll go to my my second star. My second star is Matt Lafleur, um, the guy that's going to win Coach of the Year, in my opinion. I, I thought about. Bringing him up, you know, just you know, growing up, you the right buttons. You always told me that coaching is is so important, and it's one of the more important things. You could tell a well coached team, right? And Lafleur, you know, the COVID going on, we're losing people left and right. We have rookies starting in spots. We're picking up, you know, people mid season. They're coming in and they're Pro Bowlers now. Rasul Douglas, shout out to you. I mean, Matt Lafleur is just doing everything. He's he's been a coach for three years for us. He's never not had a bye. He's had a bye every single time in the playoffs. That's insanity. Been the number one seed the last two years. You know, he just broke the record for most wins by a coach in the first three years. I mean, the the resume just goes on and on, right? And then my number one star is is Devonte Adams. It, it had to be. I mean, he absolutely dominated the first half of this game. He was he runs every route against every coverage, against every corner, and he just does it all, right? I mean, he had eight catches, over 100 yards, and a touchdown in just the first half. The game was pretty much over at that point, I thought. Um, but one thing that I wanted to, to write down was uh, his rankings in Packers history. Because you, like you said, you were a little ahead of me because I wrote down he's going to get franchise tag because that's a rumor. But uh, he's second in touchdowns in Packers history, second in receptions, and he's fourth in yards. If he stays long enough, he'll be first in all of them, obviously. Um, our, our leader in yards is Donald Driver. It took him 205 career games to get those 10,000 yards. Devontae Adams has played 115. <laughs> Almost that's, 100 less games. That's sick, huh? That's nasty. Um, six of the last seven years for Devontae, he's had 10 touchdowns. 
obviously you take out the year that he got hurt. So I, he would have had 10 touchdowns that year. The guy is just a machine. Um, I'm going to go to a comment real quick because I, I comment with James a lot. Uh, James is a, a Saints fan, but he's a really, really nice guy. I told him that we were going to beat the Vikings. So all he had to do was win, and, and then the Rams will take care of the 49ers this week, and the Saints can sneak into the playoffs. So, James, you're welcome for that. Uh, so we're going to move on here. We are going to do Packers and Vikings. Hold on. Um, I, got, I got one more comment. Oh, never mind. We are getting about, ahead of ourselves. About, about Devontae. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I really do hope he stays and all that. Mm-hmm. Because I do remember a wide receiver named Greg Jennings leaving and saying crap and all that stuff. Still saying it, stuff. It, it sure helps when you have a guy like Rodgers throwing you the ball. Like you said, that that DB, he didn't have a chance on a couple of them. No chance. That was even, – even Christine was like, wow. I said, yeah. <laughs> He had no chance. You know, I mean, it would just. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers, I mean, the one where Devontae turned around and it literally went over the DB shoulder, I was just like, holy camoly, well, dude, this guy. Well, he up late. So, like, you know. I, that's right. The DBs that don't look, you know, they'll stick their hand up right there. Right. They let me deflect it, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, the more impressive one was the, the out route. It went over 30 yards. And Rodgers just puts it right on a diamond. Demontes had to put his hands like this, but they were below his waist. And he just and he just falls right in there. You're like, are you serious? How many times the last few games? You know, the Lazard one. <laughs> it just dropped right in the bucket. It's like I wanted you know, to mention we've gone, this. To, we've gone to how many practices? Right. You know, and we saw all the stupid stuff he does with a football. He's he's after remember all the backups? It's like it's not even close. No, they they don't yeah, do it. That's Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. And you got holy crap over here. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Lord. The they had a video. Uh, Packers put a video on Instagram the other day or last week before the game, and Rogers is sitting there spinning a football in his hand. And I shit you not, it went for about thirty seconds. Yeah, I'm like, how does he get it to do that? What is what is this guy? He's a wizard or something? I don't understand. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you know and. You know, I I watched Favre's whole career. Mm-hmm. Favre, Favre always seemed to get accurate after he got his bell rung. It was like it lit a fire under his butt or whatever. But with Rodgers, you know, and he even talks about how he can just grip it a little differently, a tighter on this finger or this finger, and mm-hmm. just how it manipulates the football. It, it's amazing, you know, that somebody can – Okay, so I'm going to ask you. Now I'm going to ask you because you watch both. Who's Who's better? better. Who's better? Tell the people. Don't do that thing where you sit in the middle either because I'm not about that right now. Why? Don't do that thing where you sit in the middle. Oh, they're both great. I don't want to hear that. I want an answer. They were because they're two different players. Okay, but but who would you rather have? Rodgers is the best arm talent I've ever seen. Okay, see, that's that's all I needed to hear. Thank you. There, there, there's nobody that can throw it as accurately and, you know. With some zip on it. Yeah. And Favre, and, you know, you, know, you grew up with me, obviously. What mm-hmm. I tell you, 
he had the heart. He did, and that manipulates some people. That manipulates people. But you know what? So does Rogers. But Rogers is just good. Like he he rolls it a left as a right-handed quarterback and throws it on the like the target just perfectly. Nobody else has touched that except his receiver. The only way it's not complete is if his receiver drops it. Favre, he was great. He had fireballs, but he would just take dumb chances. Let's be honest. You he would what? just be like, he would take dumb throws, dumb chances. Oh, there's three oh. people over there. I'm just gonna try it. Let's see what happens. Rodgers, when he throws it in well, double coverage, it's gonna thing, get there. The thing with Favre with that is, they always said only Brett Favre could make that throw. You know, when the ball got through there and they caught it, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was the only guy really willing to try to make that throw. That's so, you fair. know, when it, when it made it, it was like, wow. And then when he intercepted it, we'd be like, what the hell was he doing? <laughs> right. You know? Right, right. He made the game fun. He played yeah. with fun, too. That's fair. You know, All right. it was a, and it still was a little bit different game then. Where, where now it really is a passing game. Yeah, it really is. It's in, I guess you can refer that to the NBA, too, where the NBA has kind of turned into all three-pointers, where there was some oh, three-pointers hey, back in. But... Big guys shooting them left and right, you know? Right, right. Did you hear that? Oh, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Let's, talk, uh, let's talk Packers and Vikings. Uh, we'll start. Uh, you want to start offense or defense first? How are you feeling? Either way. He says either way. This guy sits in the middle all the time. He's a smart man. Smart man. That's why he's happily married. Uh, I, should, I should have been a meteorologist, huh? Yeah, something like that. Every day you could say, well, it could rain. It could. Technically, it could. It could. That's true. Um, with that being said, we don't have any uh, Jake Burgundy today because the Packers played a dome this week because the Vikings are a bunch of babies. And the Lions. I meant the Lions. But um, we're gonna. I'm looking at Vikings on the screen here. Uh, we're gonna talk Packers offense versus Vikings defense first. Dad, what did you see that you wanted to point out here? Our defense. No, our offense versus their defense. Oh. Uh, I I thought the line did great. You know, we controlled the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Actually, on both sides, but since we're talking offense. You know, we just we just got done talking about Devontae and Rodgers. Uh-huh. And I put as my third star the running backs. You know, I just – I'd like to see us get a little more production out of tight ends. That I know the big nice. guy was out this week, but, you know, DeGuara, you know. And then we got that other guy, 84 or whatever. Yeah, Davis. Yeah, he always gets a pass or two. He looks okay. He's all right. I mean, we got him off a of practice squad, so for getting him off a of practice squad, that's all right. Because that one game, it was a big, big catch at the time when he made it. Mm-hmm. He made the, or whatever. Yeah, like a 20 yarder, right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I just. The game almost seemed like it got boring. <laughs> we were yeah. in control. Yeah, we were. We definitely played at our pace. That's how you know, I felt. And after the last three weeks, it was funny because, you know. Uh, Christine's mom, when we were down there Christmas Day with the Browns game, mm-hmm. she was like, well, I hope they just beat them really bad because I can't keep taking these close games. I'm going to have a heart attack, you know. And <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not. 
to join so, the club, uh, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's right. what makes sports exciting. So sometimes when you get this kind of game, it was almost kind of like at the end, like, yeah, okay. But we needed it. Yeah. We needed they... a game like that, you know, where we played four quarters and – I agree. We didn't let them back into the game like we did Baltimore, you know, Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. That was – we sh- Cleveland, that game should have never been close in my opinion. We had way too many extra possessions because we picked them all four times, obviously. So – for me, I mean, I see the MVP, Aaron Rodgers, doing his thing. That's something I've been used to for 15-plus years now. I see Devontae Adams killing it. Nobody stops those two. Their connection is just special. So all Packer fans out there, appreciate this Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams thing because it ain't going to last forever. you got two alpha males in the same room doing their, doing their damn thing. But something that I really wanted, and I said I wanted a team to rush for like 150 yards. They rushed for 174. So I loved seeing that. I love the physicality. Um, you've really molded a lot of my sports opinion. So for me, I like when the offensive line gets to be aggressive and gets to push people around. Um, they'll, they'll definitely have a different mindset for the whole game. They won't get pushed back, you know, 60 times hitting them in, in the chest. I mean, I love seeing Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon do their thing. And actually, Patrick Taylor looked pretty good at the end of the game when he was getting handoffs. I thought he was hitting the hole pretty hard, but the game was over at that point. I mean, 37-10 to 10 wasn't they very were, close. They were already checked out. Yeah, they were mentally checked out. Um, I have a Rodgers stat here. I was, watch, I was uh, watching a little bit of The Herd uh, the other day. I have a couple of Rogers stats actually, but I gotta find the Rogers stat real quick. Alright. So this Rogers stat I got from the herd, it's it's pretty good, man. It's the last two seasons, this is just first our division, the NFC North. He has a nine and two record. Both losses to the Vikings, coincidentally. He has a seventy three point three completion percentage. He has thirty six touchdowns. And zero interceptions and 132.5 quarterback rating. 36 touchdowns in the last two years. And he still has played against the Lions yet. So if he throws four touchdowns, he'll have 40 touchdowns in the last two years against the NFC North. That is insane. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's it's just it's just one of those Roger stats where you're like another one another one like there's just so many of them right well that that's just it first I want first I want to say something to James yes I would be crazy if they tied if the digs would happen to beat the Colts uh, and if they tied they'd both get in that that would be wow well no well yeah because they would knock Pittsburgh out if they tied oh yeah that's right that. that would be that'd be crazy. That would be nice. Okay, but anyways, back to Rodgers. We've been watching this for so long mm-hmm. that we're used to it, you know. We expect mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So whenever this happens to be over and we come back down to earth with a quarterback, wow, people are going to cry. They really are. We already got some big babies, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> so this next Rogers stat I got from Packers.com. Uh, they always post their stat of the week. Uh, my, this this stat's pretty good too. 
So they said stat of the week, 12. Aaron Rodgers posted his 12th game this season with multiple touchdown passes and no interceptions. The most in a season in NFL history. Rodgers is going to own all the multiple touchdown, no interception records. All of them belong to him because he never turns the ball over. The man is insane. He just takes care of the ball. What did I just hear about the Stafford had that pick six again? That was like his 24th or 27th of his career pick sixes. Rodgers had three or four. Yep. Yeah, he does not give up the ball that much, man. He just doesn't. Did he have one last year against the Buccaneers when we played them in the regular season? I don't remember if he did. That might be his last one. Yes. Yes, because we were up 10 nothing, Yeah. And that that just changed the game. I remember that. Yeah, that, that, well, I can't remember the cornerback's name. He still plays for him, but. Yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, not important because that team is a complete mess right now. So we are going to talk about them. I just want you to know that. Um, but anyways, we have to switch. Uh, we have to talk about our defense versus their offense. So, what do you got on that? Total domination. Yes, sir. I mean, them not having Thielen, it probably hurt them a little bit. But Cook had nowhere to go. You know, they didn't have their quarterback. Mm-hmm. That hurt, too, you know. When you're mm-hmm. only throwing the ball four or five yards at a clip, you know. We so, only had to defend probably 15 yards of field. Yeah, because they didn't try to throw it downfield at all. Well, they did once later on in the game. Right, but. So, <laughs> so did you know that their quarterback, Sean Manning, he actually had more rushing yards than Dalvin Cook? No, I didn't know that. He had two carries for 14 yards. And Dalvin Cook had nine carries for 13 yards. That's pretty bad. Uh, their center, <laughs> he had one reception for 21 yards. Do you remember that play? That was their, a, their center had more yards than Dalvin Cook. I, you know, obviously I, I don't like Minnesota and all that. But I kind of wished he would have made it all the way. <laughs> you know, being aware, and he caught it, you know, and he knew right what to do, you know. You see a, a big guy rumbling and bumbling like that. You know, it, that would have kind of been cool if he had made it in. And you, you could tell that no, none of those little dudes on the Packers wanted to tackle him. They're like, man, it's cold out here. I'm not trying to hit your big ass. Like, he was just rumbling and running. And there was like four guys on him at one time. They all looked tiny on him. But at, I thought that was hilarious. That was pretty funny that he had 21 yards and Dalvin Cook had 13 yards total. That's got to be the worst of his career. I mean, pretty easily, by a large margin, I would say. Um, so, do you want to switch over to Packers and Lions real quick here? All right, let's. Uh, we'll start with offense again. We'll do Packers offense versus Lions defense. What do you see? How are we going to attack them? Um, do you think the starters all play a lot? Do they play one quarter, a couple drives? How would you manage it if you were LaFleur? This is tough. Uh-huh. I do I do want them to play. Yep. I want them to get through the preparation again. Yep. Because I don't want them to have two weeks off. It would be three if you think about it, though. 
because they'd have this week off, the bye week, and then they it would be the, oh. on their third week that they would play, you know? Yeah, true, true. Um, so, yes, it's a meaningless game, but it's it's not. You know, you still need that continuity. And so I, I see them playing a quarter. A quarter? I don't – for me – I mean, if there's – if there's any way Rodgers takes a hit or something, he probably gets pulled right away. That's what fine. are you going to do with the running backs? You're going to keep running them. I mean, yeah. I mean, and they're going to take their little pounding, but uh, they. I think LaFleur's done a very good job of limiting their you know, their carries and their wear and tear. We haven't ran the well, ball a bazillion you know, times this year. You could, you could say, you know, if Devontae had a, a little gimpy ankle or something, He'd probably hold him out. Yeah. But if he's healthy, I see him going out there for a little bit. Well, LaFleur actually said, um, he did a presser. He said that if you're healthy, you're playing. That's what he said today. So uh, we got a bunch of injury report news to go over here. Uh, Myers practiced today. Uh, he was he was seen wearing a knee brace. Uh, Bakhtiari practiced. He practiced well lineman. He was firing off the line. He looked good, in my opinion. Uh, Jair and Darnell Savage, they're both on the COVID list, so they would have to be cleared, and you only need five days, so they still have time to be cleared. Um, and especially Jair, I heard he was going to play last week, but then immediately when he got pulled off of, you know, IR, he got put on the COVID list, so it was like, oh man, that's bad luck in my opinion. Um, I couldn't find anything on Sedarius. Uh, there's no injury updates on him. I don't even know what's going on with that guy. Saw him on the sidelines, though, so that was nice. At least he was on the team. But Randall Cobb, uh, he's listed as questionable. Uh, from what I read, he's on track to play. He wants to play. Only, he wants to be out there. So The only people that we really need to see play would be the offensive linemen. I would agree with you that. Wanna, you, I, I would rather test Bakhtiari in this game. You know, mm-hmm. maybe wait till the second quarter when Love is the quarterback and not Rodgers so you don't get him killed in case he gets burned. Right. But, I mean, if you have trust in him that much, uh, you know. Uh, but Yash Nyman has been very good, so there's no saying that he would get killed. I mean, he's well, been you know, awesome. That, that's what a lot of people are saying. You know, why why break it up? I mean, this line is doing good yet. I mean, like I say, you know, Gudichins or whatever his name is, by signing that guy from Tennessee playing right tackle now, how big of a pickup was that? Yeah, he's on the you COVID know? list too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, him and Savage went on there on Monday. Oh, but if they're vaccinated, they can come off. Yeah, or if they... They only have well, to be on there for five what, days. What about, what about Billy Turner? Because I thought he was. I haven't heard anything about him either. I was trying to look I up thought, Billy Turner. I thought they had he was moving around a little bit. And... I didn't see him in the video I saw. They just they really just focused on Myers and Bakhtiari. You know, I'd like but... Jair to get a little action. I would too. That would be nice. Because, you know, again, practice is practice. Yep, I agree Getting with that. in a game situation and real speed and big difference so yeah you know and josh myers too but if not you know if they're not 100 percent, they're not ready to go our line is good so i want to refer to this comment here by james he said i fear covid is going to f up some playoff matchups 
And actually, news just came out today that I read that if the NFL has to move the Super Bowl, if LA shuts down, they're going to move the Super Bowl to Dallas. That is the alternate site, the AT&T Stadium. Uh, that was a site where Rodgers won his first and only Super Bowl. So that's what I mean. I was talking to the Cowboys fans last week. There's a couple of them I work next to, and they're like, oh, Packers are going to lose to the Vikings, and Cowboys are going to get the one seed. I was like, ah, that's fine with me, too. Either way, Rodgers is playing one of his, his home stadiums. So that works for me. He loves both stadiums. Um, so to talk about the Packers officers, the Lions defense, I mean, the Lions defense is, is horrible. Everything about the Lions is pretty much damn near horrible, except that they're young. They're young in a lot of positions. Uh, EQ's brother, Amon Ron St. Brown, has looked like an absolute superstar in the making the last couple of weeks for the, the Lions. Uh, Goff has been up and down. I mean, Swift is good. Hawkinson's good. They got some all right pieces. They look like they're finally building something, kind of like what the Browns did a couple of years ago, and now the Browns are just you know, underperforming. Sounds kind of weird to say, but the Lions are just bad. They're just young. They're bad. They're Got a rookie coach, a guy that I don't think should be a coach. Yeah, they play hard, but this game, with everything wrapped up, it really feels like a Jordan Love game, right? It feels like a game that Jordan Love should get a lot of reps. You put him out there, you put him in some positions like, okay, this is a timing throw. Let's throw deep. Let's let's figure this all out, right? I feel like this is a Jordan Love game. That's really how it feels. If I was LaFleur, you know, you talk about the preparations and, you know, the getting ready for game day. I agree with that part, but I'd only have them out. I treat it like like a, a preseason game. Have them out there for a couple series. Have them get used to getting dressed, and then that's what I said. First yeah. quarter. Yeah, just do that. Move on with your life. Let's not get anybody hurt. Let's just go into the playoffs as healthy as possible. Let Rogers rest that foot as much as possible because he's really. He looked like he moved around really good this time. Do, this I. He looked like he's been moving good the whole time, in my opinion. I mean, every once in a while he lifts uh, his foot. when he got foot stepped on. Yeah, when he got stepped on, right. But other than that, I think. But you I know really, what? Even now with a broken toe, you get your foot stepped on, it probably hurts a little bit. It, I mean, it probably hurts when somebody, a big guy and spikes. and I don't think that's too comfortable. Um, yeah, not like them shoes have a lot of padding on them. No, no, they don't. There's no, no steel tips in them. <laughs> right. Um so we're going to move on to the defense versus the offense. What do you think we have to do? Well, this would be a good test because, like you just mentioned, that St. Brown kid, you know, is mm-hmm. playing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been actually running the ball good the last while. Yep. You know, and so, yeah, I mean – they're young. They're playing not only, you know, to have a spot back on the Lions next year. Some of these guys, you know, might be free agents or something. They want to look good to other teams, you know, that they have a chance to go to. And I mean. They got nothing to lose, never, right? You never take anything for granted. You know, you want the Packers to play to win. Mm-hmm. You have to be aggressive because if you don't go out there 100%, that's when you're going to get hurt. You know, bad things can happen, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so our defense, I mean, there's there's a few guys that I really don't want to get a lot of reps. I mean, Kenny Clark, obviously, he's super important to our team. Uh, Devondre Campbell, the safeties, I mean, Amos Savage, and the two corners. If we, if we th- I mean, I'm talking Douglas and – um, 
rookie, can't think of his name, Stokes. Um, but if we throw Ja out there, I want him to only play a few series too. Just get a little contact, get that shoulder to hitting people a little bit, you know. So yeah, that's that's all I'm really looking game, for. You know, running yeah. with a wide receiver, you know, see if he can. You know, he's still got the instinct of the route and right stuff like that. You know, because um, you gotta you gotta imagine Black's probably gonna play a lot this week. Yep, Henry and Black. Safety yeah. Black. Yep. Uh, I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, let's just, let, let's let, Kevin King is already injury prone, so if he plays, he'd probably get hurt anyways. <laughs> Not that I'm he wishing. Played, he played last week. Yeah, he had that really really nice tackle. Actually, he had a really nice tackle. He's been. We brought him back and prove it to you, and I think he's proved that he's pretty good. Honestly, I mean, he's he's been all right this year. If it wasn't for the injuries, I think he'd have been okay. I agree. Because I think early on. It always seemed like he did so much better when he was in press coverage. Yep, 100%. So, I have a few questions for you, and I'm very excited to see what you say. Let me change the banner here. I'm not used to doing this, so here we go. Show this, Wisco Fanatics, that's us today. Um, what are the Packers' biggest weaknesses going into the playoffs? What is the thing they need to work on the most to guarantee that we're going to win? Oh, boy. I don't think there's really a whole lot of weaknesses. Um, I, I do think we're going to need some tight end play. Mm-hmm. You know, now, down the middle in the seam or whatever, you know, where Tanyan was good at doing that or whatever. That's why, you know, I wish we'd try to get the ball a little more to, to Guara or whatever. Um so yeah, I mean, the passing game. Otherwise, I see all right. Uh, as, as long as we stay injury free, I I really don't see too many weaknesses. You know, I know everybody was all up in arms about the run defense. You know, oh my God. Well, you know, we were missing some important people. Kenny was out the one week, and then when he came back, he even said he was still feeling sick. Mm-hmm. So that's why. It was so important for him to have the game he did last week. Like yeah. I say, he was a man. You could tell he was feeling good, and he was like, all right, people want to talk stuff about me? Here, you know, I'm going to show you I can stuff this up. Yep. You're missing two keys last game. Yep, he might be yeah, coming I think off. he's really stepped up this year. Uh, yeah, I, you know, hopefully Crosby keeps making the kicks. Uh well, we signed that punt returner guy, that Moore. Yeah, but he went back. He's on the COVID list now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, then we're going to get number eight again, right? Amari? I think Amari yeah. will be coming off, yeah. I only looked up the really important people, like Ja and Bakhtiari. Tyler looks up the entire team, and I'm like, man, that's a lot of people to look up. <laughs> um, but for me, it would just be the special teams and the punt return, you know, the kick coverage. We can't let people just return the ball to the 45, 50-yard line every time because I don't care who the heck is wide receiver for Tom Brady. You let Tom Brady only need to get, you know, 35, 40 yards to get field goals every possession, and I understand he's going to get some touchdowns. But uh, you, you can't let that happen against Tom Brady. You can't let that happen against Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford turns the ball over a lot, yeah. But they still got a lot of talent on that team. They still got a good coach. I still think McVay is one of the better coaches in the league. So 
I would say just the special teams coverage. I mean, Bajorquez has been very good at punting the ball. He's had some shanks. But, you know, recently you mentioned Mason Crosby. Crosby's been money. Money Mason is back, I think. And as long as the defense brings that physicality that we saw in the first, you know, half of the season, it kind of went away a little bit. But as long as they bring that physicality and they're hitting people and they're ready, I don't see an issue with this team. We got Aaron Rodgers locked in, Devontae. I don't see a problem. You know, you're talking about special teams. Uh, yeah, let, let's make them go to length of the field in the cold, in the right. wind. Right. You know, I mean, who out there really has a Tampa Bay's running game? Decimated. They, yep. they, they want to pass the ball. Yep. The Rams, they really don't have that good of a running game. They don't even try, though. That's the problem. They don't try to run the ball. That's just how I, I think they don't try. Uh, let's see. Dallas. McCarthy will mess oh. that up for him. Let's be honest. McCar- they got a lot of talent. But McCarthy, McCarthy will mess it up. He will. That's just how I, that's how I look at them. Well, Dallas McCarthy. You know who probably has the best running game besides the Packers? Who? It's the Eagles. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. And I think they're doing it to cover up their quarterback. Yeah, he's not great. Because <laughs> I think I think Garner Minshew is a lot better passer than Hurts. But they're winning. Yeah. They're playing old school, you know, run the ball, play defense. No. Yep. I mean An interesting game between them and Dallas this week. That will be. And then I think I think the Eagles in the playoffs, I think they're going to match up with the Buccaneers, if I'm not mistaken. That's like the most likely matchup yeah. for wild card. So that'll be interesting with everything going on with them. Um, so now, you know, you're kind of already going into my next question. My next question is, who is the toughest opponent in the NFC for the Packers? You can add the 49ers and the Saints in there if you really want to, since they're both kind of fighting for that last spot. I think the Saints are going to get it, but because I think the Rams are going to beat the Forty Nineers. Uh, if the Forty Nineers get in, I, they could be scary. Mm-hmm. But again, you just got to be able to stop the run. You know, get, beat them in the passing the ball because that's not their strong suit. No, it's not. Uh, I think the Rams, to me, would be the scariest. Only because I think they got the best defense. See, I've been telling, talking to people. That defense is just soft to me. They, they're, they're, they don't come to hit you in the mouth. There's one person, Aaron Donald. He's the only one that brings it every single play, every single Sunday. But they're finesse to me. They're just too finesse. It's just They can stop the pass. They look, they look awesome in their 4K and their brand-new billion-dollar building on Sunday Night Football, but when you really get down to the nitty-gritty, do you think they want a piece of A.J. Dillon in 10-degree weather? I don't think the Rams have that. And that's where we were talking about before, you know. We want them to have to drive the length of the field in the cold, you know, and get us to you know play the field position game and ball control and we, you know, pound and then – Rodgers, you know, he still understands how to throw the ball in the cold and the wind, mm-hmm. you know, and be accurate yet. 
uh, yeah, I, I this is if the Packers are, are going to win, this is a year. Okay, I truly believe it. So I knew you were going to say Rams. So I made a second part to this question: Who <laughs> are you more scared of, the Cowboys or the Buccaneers in their current state? Neither of them. <laughs> you have to pick one. Who are you more scared of? Who would you rather not face? The Buccaneers. Really? Over the Cowboys? I know why. I know why. Tell me. Tell me. Tom Brady? You tell me, yep. Tom Brady? Okay. I actually still have them I as mean, the scariest I mean, team. Jack has numbers and all that stuff. He can... But you know what? It's almost like a, a magic show, a mirage. You know, numbers don't mean quality wins and wins and all that stuff. Right. You know, Brady's been there before, and uh, I'm not trying to bring up last year, but it's still relevant to the conversation. So you can do whatever you want I, to do. I still think we got old coach last year. I could agree with that. Let's read these comments. I got two new comments up here. Don't remember about the Saints. Uh, Rams for Tyler. Tyler said the Rams. So, everything going on, the A-B situation, people are just dropping like flies to the Buccaneers. I've still said this. The team I'm still most scared of, this includes the Rams, is still the Buccaneers. I don't know what it is, but, you know, and you know me personally. I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of Tom Brady. But I am never, ever going to not call that guy a winner. He's a straight-up winner. Either way that he did it, if he cheated or not, we're not getting into that conversation. The guy wins football games. Okay, He goes on the road. He does it at home. He does it in the playoffs. He does it in the last minute. Brady's been doing it for 22 years. He's been doing it almost as long as I've been alive, which is very scary. What did I always tell you about him? I don't know. You tell me a lot of things. Is he – no matter the situation – he always seemed to keep his composure out there. He does. He does. He plays with heart, you know, and he does show it once in a while. But, yeah, it's. It's still Tom Brady. That's still the most scary to me. Part of me, I mean, and last year I was talking all that talk going into the playoffs, and I was like, man, I want Tom Brady because the Super Bowl wouldn't have felt right if we didn't beat Brady to get there. And refs are no refs. I think we got screwed. It is what it is. Uh, we didn't beat Tom Brady, and Brady went on to win the Super Bowl. So it is what it is. If you don't beat Brady, then it didn't feel right to me. I want Brady this playoffs too. We gotta beat the man to be the man, I right? I don't. I don't care who we beat. It. It's just. I mean, up. it doesn't matter to me either. I guess, but it does at the same time. Kind of in the back of my head, I'm like, just like the Bucks last year in the playoffs. I was like, I want us to beat the Nets to go win the title. It, it just it feels right that way. Like you took down yeah, everybody's they, favorite. But then, but then you're going to have, well, they didn't have this and they didn't have. Every team goes through that. But I, I could argue that for we, the Bucks too. We've but... had our share of injuries, you know. Right. And, yeah, the Buccaneers right now seem to be getting the injury bug and and the whole A-B incident. It's just, it really is sad. It is. And I, I know a lot of people are making jokes and – what an idiot and blah blah blah. This guy is human. Obviously, there's something going on there that would cause him to just lose it like that and be like, "I'm out of here." You know, I, I mean, wanting to become a professional athlete at any sport. Yep. 
is a one in whatever, how many chance, right? Mm-hmm. You're making money. You just won the Super Bowl last year. You know, one of your one of your teammates, the star wide receiver, just went out. So now, your role should be even bigger. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sad. You know, I've, and uh, and I know you don't like Brady, but I I do a, applaud Brady coming out and standing up for him and going, you know. Something he needs help, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm here for him, you know. And I agree with that. Uh, Tyler wrote, "I feel what you're saying, Jake. Beating teams without guys is a smaller cop out than well. You didn't have to face the Nets or Buccaneers. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. I'm, it's like I feel like I want us to beat the big dog, the people that everybody are talking about. Because if you know everybody's gonna, people are gonna hate, right? No matter what, like you're saying, people are gonna hate no matter what." But if they go through Tom Brady, they beat Tom Brady, I don't want to hear nothing, oh, you didn't play Brady. We're not going to have that because we went through Brady. Um, what was hey, you, know, you know one one team we didn't talk about at all in this? The Cardinals? <laughs> when we go on the road with no wide receivers, uh, Ja and Z injured on a Thursday night, and we beat them in that situation, I think that kind of ended the conversation of them being a threat to us. If that, you keep Kylo Murray in the pocket. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That guy is so overrated. It's not even funny. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, who's the running back that's in your... Uh, Connor, maybe? Yeah. He was actually having a really, really he good is. year for him. He's catching you know, the ball well, that's, too. That's a big loss for him right there. Yeah. And they don't have Hopkins right now, but... I mean, we don't have Bakhtiari. I mean, we can go down the list. Like you said, everybody yeah, goes no, through it. Right. No, I'm not making excuses. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying for the, for the people, you know. Injuries, man. So, yeah, we're going to have Hopkins in that game when we beat him. Right. He was hurt, but he did. That was when he schooled Stokes. Yeah, and then he checked himself back in the game after he got taken out late in the game. Remember that? Yeah. So, here's my next question. This is a two-parter as well. Do you think Aaron Rodgers has locked up the MVP? The only challenge I really see for MVP, to me, you could say Cooper Cup. I I would love to have... What? Yeah. Okay, I'm listening. I, I still feel, I mean, Brady, they just, again, numbers. If you throw the ball that much, you're going to have stats. That's what I've been saying. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you could, you could have had an argument for him because going into this last game, they were 9-0 when he rushed for 100 yards and 0-6 when they didn't. Well, he had 100 yards, and he still lost. So Look at Dad pulling out the stats. I like that. You know, you just you don't get the love in the running back position or wide receiver position. It's a prima donna league, man. It's, it's Rodgers and Brady and Mahomes. You know, that's – they're the face. You know, yep. everybody sees their picture – you know, they're they're the big bucks guys. Yep. I you know, agree. and it's kinda of sad because 
the year Jonathan Taylor has had, you know, uh, Henry, if he wouldn't have hurt his foot, we'd be talking about him in there. Because he does make Tennessee goal. I agree. And he actually, uh, Tennessee's been without him since, what, week eight now? And now they're the number one seed, and they have him scheduled to come off IR for playoffs. Yeah. And they they're gonna they're gonna lock up the number one seed, so they're gonna have a bye week. They could get they could get Henry back for the playoffs, and all of a sudden the AFC playoff picture just went nuts, absolutely nuts. Tannehill will be back to Pro Bowl Tannehill because he wouldn't have to throw the ball thirty five times. <laughs> so I don't know, could get crazy. Um, for me, I say yes. I say it's it's not even close. I mean, you're gonna have a rant pretty soon here, so I'm getting everybody prepped for that. But uh, I say yes, 100% yes. Uh, before we get to that, though, I got to ask you, do you think LaFleur should be coach of the year? Uh, if Yeah. Okay. To, to, to deal with the injuries and, and, and the stuff with the offensive line. You know, and we, we've still been able to keep winning games. Are we blowing people out? No. Plus, you know, who out there else is really deserving of it? Maybe a Mike Vrabel? That's the only other person I had. God, why do you have to be in my head? Uh, <laughs> I mean, although you could talk about Belichick, what he's done this year. Been pretty impressive. I mean, they did get a bunch of players back that didn't play last year. But with a rookie quarterback and stuff, yeah. I mean, they, J- they really don't have anything at wide receiver yet. Right. It's crazy. Uh, James brought up Sean Payton. What do you think about that? I mean, they had a running back at quarterback, Taysom Hill, at one point. So. <laughs> You're still doing there a lot better with him there than – the rookie, at, at least. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, he's actually done really well this year. You know, to think, you know, you just lost a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, where you could always rely on him as like a coach out there. Yep. Uh, you don't have your best receiver. You know, they got a defense. They do. Their defense is good. And, and you know, and for years, you never talked about Saints defense. It was always the offense. Boy, if we ever get a defense, well, yeah, you got your defense. Now you got no offense. But you know, Kamara was out for a little bit. Yeah, he he is the offense now. Kamara is the offense now. He does all the catching and all the receiving. <laughs> um, so. With that being said, I got one thing to support Aaron Rodgers as the MVP, and then we can move on. So I got this stat from ESPN this morning as I was watching Get Up, and I was like, oh, that's too good not to say, right? There have been four quarterbacks to lead the NFL in touchdown percentage and interception percentage since the 1970 merger. Ken Anderson, 1981. Steve Young, 1992, best year in the world. Tom Brady. 2010, and Aaron Rodgers in 2020. All those quarterbacks, what they have in common? They won the MVP. Do you know what Rodgers leads in this year? 
touchdown percentage and interception percentage. I think he's going to win the MVP. Um, by the way, I just wanted to, you know, because I like picking on Bears fans, I just wanted to mention that Justin Fields has the highest interception percentage. So if you think Justin Fields is going to be a star, ha. Okay. That being said, we have a new segment this week. The first time ever, we have Pat's Rant. So, oh, he's going to turn the light on because he needs this to be serious. Okay, people? All right. Everybody's probably heard about this. If you haven't, you've probably lived under a rock. But (laughs) this is what I think of Hub Arkish. So, Jake, what does that mean? I don't know. You tell the people. Ass clown. Ass clown. Okay. Why do you think that? His, his comments about Rodgers and the MVP, this guy should not have a vote. You know, you, you, you're supposed to vote on the, the player's performance on the field, not off the field issues and all that. Because, you know, if you want to bring that kind of stuff up, how come you never talked about Tom Brady with Deflate Gate and all that stuff? He still won MVPs. Yep. You know, and, and he said, well, you know, he lied to his team and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to say this one more time. He did not lie to the team. No, he did not. The team knew he wasn't vaccinated, and so did the NFL. Just because he told that reporter he was immunized. So, oh, my God, he lied to everybody. Get over it. <laughs> the people who needed to know knew. That's all that matters, right? But going back to Hub here, yes, he is a AP writer in Chicago, and he used to be whatever, something with the Bears. You know, if you want to come out and just say, you know, I just can't vote for a Packer, hey, yeah, that's one thing. That's more honorable. But to just come out and say, I'm not voting for him because he's a bad guy. What is so bad? I, I I don't understand. How can you justify not voting for somebody because he's a bad person? What what did he do wrong? You know that that has nothing to do with the game. Like I say, this isn't a an award for. You know the best humanitarian out there, right? Like we, like I told you before the show, we have an mm-hmm. award for that. Yep, the Walter Payton Award. You know, uh, you know, does this guy have to be Mother Teresa? No. You know, he's here to to, to win football games and all that. Now, if it was truly a problem, how come there wasn't ever any bad stuff? you know, about locker room issues or anything. You know, when we used to talk about uh, Terrell Owens being a a cancer in the locker room. And he's not in the Hall of Fame because of that. You know, I I mean, uh, well, it just, it's frustrating, you know, that somebody would do that. You know, well, he held held the team hostage all offseason. No, they were going to give Love more work anyways. Rogers still prepared like he always did. It just—it was a a big joke. So, did you 
see what Roger said today? No. He basically said that he basically called him a joke. I'll just paraphrase and say that he called him a joke. And he said that nobody knew who this guy was until yesterday, referring to when he said the quote. Roger said that today. And what it comes down to for me is really just immaturity. That's just the word I'm going to choose. The guy's just being immature. He took his fandom, the Chicago Bears, and he put that into his opinion in the Green Bay Packers. And he got his feelings hurt when Roger said, I own you. Okay? He has 80,000 people flipping him off, and he's not supposed to react. Sorry that he said he owned you. Okay? It happens. But you have to, you know. But it's right that the fans are flipping him off and yelling. Right, right. And And what I told you about, you know, you have the right to boo. Yeah. You don't have the right to get personal or anything like that. Right, right. These people are still humanoids, you know. Yep. People forget that. They get they get into it, man. And I used to be the same way. I still get pretty animated, but I've calmed down a lot. It's it's funny that you say he's immature or whatever. This is a sixty eight year old man that we're talking about. Listen, I been alive for twenty nine years now, and I've learned that age does not meet your maturity level. Okay, I've learned that very very quickly. Um, but what I was saying was, I'm I'm never growing up. I mean, I'm not growing anymore either. I think I've reached my limit. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you ask Christine, you know, I still, I like the, she's and like, you know me. No, I know. You've got a million of them. You've told me. You've told me you've got a million of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I got one for you. Oh, God. We're doing comedy hour now. Wait, did I, did I, did I tell you this? No, you weren't at Christmas. No, I didn't come because I was working all day. What? what 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 is blue and smells like red paint? Oh God! What? <laughs> what? Blue paint. <sighs> this guy. Come on! I hope nobody out there laughed at that. This is dad joke. This We're went from this We're went from laughing. a rant to dad joke one hundred and one. <laughs> um. So what, what was I saying? Oh, he's uh, immature. So for me, as a a guy who has a vote for MVP, right? You hold a special responsibility that only a few people. I mean, I know there's a like over a hundred or whatever, but no, fifty. Fifty, that's what it is. I mean, you hold a special responsibility to really give out a, a an award. A guy that has the best, you know, who's the best player in the league. You know, you're, that, that's really what you're giving. Like, hey, you are really freaking good. So we're gonna give you this trophy and a bunch of money. So he. He has a responsibility, so for him to you know come out and say that it's just it's ridiculous to me. Right, as I say, he he should lose his. Yeah, he should. He should. He's trying. He's trying to backtrack now. You know, to cover up for it. And Isaac, do not laugh at that. Okay, so I'm just gonna tell you a story, Dad. I talk to Isaac a lot, right? We're in a group chat and we talk a lot. Yeah. Isaac, yeah. Isaac is a great guy, and every once in a while, Isaac will say like. The way that he just structures his sentences, I'm like, God, if it really feels like I'm talking to my dad right now. And I've told him, I was like, hey, dude, he, so- he sounds just like you all the time. So it's fitting that he would find that funny. Supporting your pops. <laughs> hey, pops is a good one. Um, so right now I think we're going to cut it short on the, the football talk. We covered everything. Packers beat the hell out of the Vikings. We're going to see a lot of – we might see some guys come back this week. Um, but – Packers play against Detroit, so it's not going to be very crazy. 
Um, so we're going to switch to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, you were, you've been working third shift the last couple of days, so have you been able to watch a lot of the games, a lot of the highlights? or No. No? Okay. okay. So I'll handle the bulk of this. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I still look at stats and, you know. Right. That's fine. So here we go. So the Bucks played their second of back-to-back games against the Magic. Uh, they, uh, last Thursday, December 30th, my brother's birthday, uh, my dad knows Curtis. Curtis is a great guy. We got to get him back on the show, by the way. Uh, uh, but the Bucks played against the Magic Thursday, December 30th. They won that game 136-118. to I watched three-fourths of the game, but I ended up going to bed because I was so tired. I'm an old man now. But in that game, Giannis was the man. Uh, he had a 33-12-5. He did his normal thing. Chris Middleton. Uh, 22, 3, and 6. Holiday, 25, 5, and 7. Uh, for me, the thing that really, really changed the game, uh, first of all, Boogie has been looking really great. He looked really good in the two games against Magic. He had 15 and 5 in this game. He's he's not a very good paint defender. And I didn't think it was possible to see a guy slower than Brooke Lopez at defending the pick and roll, but holy camoly. Brooke Lo- Bro- Boogie is just like, listen, man, I'm horrible on defense. But I'll get you some points. Uh, Wes and Dante both had 11 points off, off the bench in this one, so I thought that was huge. The Bucks they shot well, and they made a ton of free throws in this game. They went 33-36 from the free throw line, so, I mean, that's a good sign that they're making their free throws, and they're getting there a lot. So they're being aggressive, and they're making a count. That's really what I saw. The Magic, they shot 27, so there's a lot of fouls in this game. 20, 27 for them and 36 free they've throw attempts for some, us. They've had some pretty... Uh... Rough games with each other, you know, that got chippy. Yeah. Um, I remember when I mean, they played earlier in the year in Milwaukee, it got real chippy again. The Magic, they got they got some exciting young players, man. I mean, Wagner's looking good. I mean, I mean, they're, I not, they're not good yet, but. They're not good, but they got, they got some guys that you're kind of like, Magic might be worth watching every once in a while now. Um, so the Bucks ended up winning that game. Then, you know, going into the next game, they had a revenge game against the Pelicans. I uh, remember they lost this game a couple weeks ago, and it was kind of like one of those games like, you really lost to the Pelicans? <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, Giannis, uh, this was uh, the first day of the year, by the way. This was New Year's Day. Giannis started out the New Year in style, man. A triple-double. He had 35 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists, and 2 steals. That is a monster game. Uh, Chris Middleton had to take a personal day. I do not want to touch that because I do not know any details on why he took the personal day. Could be a sickness, could be something with his family. I I really, really fear on the side of they're humans and they have things happening off the court, off the field, so I don't touch that. I uh, just hope everything's okay. Uh, Drew Holiday, though, he stepped up in Middleton's absence. 21-4-6, two blocks, two steals. Holiday should be an all-star this year, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel. He should be. He should be an he all-star. I mean, Kyrie shouldn't get any votes. He hasn't played yet. I think he makes his debut tonight. It's always about prima donnas, you know. I know. I still remember. I'll never forget when uh, Yao Ming made the All Star game. What was this like? Oh nine or something like that. When he made the All Star game, he didn't play a a single. uh, He didn't play a single game. And then Allen Iverson made the All Star game, and he played like ten games. And I, I was like, "Are you serious, bro?" I'll never forget you. You complaining about that. Um, also, another, a lot of people. Yeah, they do. They got a lot of people. Um, in this Bucks Pelicans game, the other person that stepped up 
that got a lot of playing time because of Chris Middleton. Personal day was Nawara, and he played fantastic. He had 23 points. He was 9 of he 11. Did have a really good game. I did watch that game. He was 9 of 11 overall, and he was 5 of 7 behind the arc. He played awesome. The Bucks made 23 three-pointers in this game, which is a lot. That's a ton. They, I mean, they shoot a ton anyways. So, I mean, they shot 48 in this game, that, which is of, crazy. It kind of seems to be our MO lately is, you know, it's kind of a close game, close game. And all of a sudden, we just go on this run. Yeah. That, that's why I think the Bucks deserve to be champions. I mean, besides all the other reasons, I mean, beating people matters too. It doesn't matter who's on the court. If you win, you, you deserve to win. They have the ability to just lock down when they need to get a couple stops, get some steals, get some runouts. The Bucks, the last couple of years, they've always had that ability to just be like, all right. And Giannis growing as a leader is another step towards that. He just, and he's such a great defender, we know. And we have a couple two-way players. Middleton's two-way. Uh, he's the third best two-way player on our team. Holiday's two-way, and Giannis is a two-way player. So we have some great two-way players that really lead the charge. And then the last game was really frustrating against the Pistons. They ended up losing this game. Uh, Chris Middleton did not have a good day. Um, we are going to save judgment for a second because I have some stats to support. But Giannis and, and Holiday, they, they went nuts. I mean, Holiday 29-5-5. Giannis 31-10-7. I mean, those are monster games. You really shouldn't lose when you have two players doing that. But wrote down some numbers. So stick with me here real quick. I added Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis, George Hill, Pat Connaughton, and Grayson Allen. I added all their stats together, right? So they ended up with 33 points, 30 rebounds, and 8 assists. That's between 5 players. It's not that good, okay? Chris Middleton shot really bad. He was 3-10, 1-6 the arc. You know, everybody's bringing up that he's getting paid $35 million. He just had a personal day, and they didn't release what it was. So, again, I don't want to speculate, but obviously if he came back the next game and he had this bad of a game, it was something that was heavy on his mind. That's just how I feel. Together, those five players, they shot 12 of 44 and 5 of 29 behind the three-point line. So, really what I'm just saying is the Bucks just shot bad. That's just all it was. Was it nothing more than that? I've said this a few times. It's kind of... I'm becoming my tagline. It's just one of 82. You know what? They're, they're, even on bad teams, there's talented players. And because they had the one guy that seemed like he went off and had a really, really good game. Yeah. You know, and, and it's going to happen. It's, again, a long season. And last year proved it. Being the number one seed isn't all it's cracked up to be because we went 0 for 2 as the number one seed, best record in the NBA. Number three yep. seed, and here we win. Did you know? I don't think so. The Bucks right now, after their loss to the Pistons, have the same exact record through the same amount of games that they did last year. Everybody's this dealing year, with COVID. This year, so. so much more screwed up with the whole missing games. Yeah, and you rescheduling. Know, and The dumb thing is about the NBA – is, oh, we're not going to postpone games or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you don't have enough players, you're just going to have to forfeit. Yeah! <laughs> right. <laughs> just like the NFL. Postponing <laughs> games on freaking Tuesdays and stuff. They don't want to miss out on the money. 
It's too much. Sometimes it just tells me that they don't care about the people. They see dollar signs running around out there. It's sad. Yeah. You know, and the, the point you brought up about with Middleton taking a personal day or whatever, you're right. You know, nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes. You know, you could have something going on with the kids. You know, you don't know it. Again, these people are human. You That's know, why we're, we're not going to speculate anything. Well, I'll tell you this. Tonight is going to be a weird game. Uh, Giannis is actually out. It's not he's not in health and safety protocols, but it, they they called it illness. Um, Bud is actually out, so Darvin Ham is going to be coaching the Bucks tonight. Uh, Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton are out. COVID and health health and safety protocols. Fanatics, Jordan War and Semi Ojale are questionable. They're in health and safety protocols. They could probably get out of it before the game, but Chris will have an opportunity to have a better game because he will be the lead horse. Chris. And Drew, they play well off each other. Uh, but that, that being said, here comes my first question on the Bucks. Do you think Drew Holiday has passed Chris Middleton as the sec- second best player on the Bucks? Is he the second star over Chris? Oh, that's tough. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I do too. Just because he can take the game over on both ends of the court. That's the difference for me. Uh, Middleton, uh, you know, when he's on, he's fun to watch and he's money. Mm-hmm. And and he he plays hard on defense. It's just not the same, you know. Where Drew is get up in your face, you know, and my God, that guy just gets in the lane so easily. And left handed, so everything is left handed. Yeah, he's so strong. Uh, for me, I also say yes. Um, when you're looked at as the best perimeter defender as a guard in a, a league that is guard driven, that's a big deal to me. So he doesn't get any slouches on defense. He goes against the best of the best every single night. He has to dodge a thousand screens, and he still always, I said this last week, he always finds a way to get a steal at the end of the game where it just helps us win. I just don't understand. He's just so strong, so quick. And then his ability to shoot this year, and he's finishing better in the lane. He was finishing good last year. Tyler mentioned last week that his mid-range is much better this year, which I agree with, but his three-point shot is just worlds better. That's That step back, it's beautiful. It's it's effective right now. And the fact that he always has the ball in his hands. I feel like he has the ball in his hands more than Middleton, obviously, because he's the lead guard. That gives him the ability to be, you know, a better overall player. So I think he has. I'm not going to argue if you say Chris Middleton because they're both good. They both play for my team. But Chris Middleton feels like he has to be on fire to have that really big impact, which he did for us in the playoffs, so I'm not complaining. I'm not a Chris Middleton hater anymore because he helped deliver a championship. You know, going going back to Middleton, when he when he does get on fire, he can carry a game, you know, carry a team real easily. Uh, I still think he's his best when he is looking to pass a little more, because he he can get the assist. He can. You know, 
he, he dribbles too much. That's when he gets in trouble, to me. It's, it, I think he dribbles when he can't get to a specific spot that he was kind of thinking about. It's just pass it out, reset, man. Nothing wrong with that. Set up a new play. But, but you know, he, when, you, when you got them three on the floor and things are rolling, they're tough to defend. They are. And then you just need them other guys to knock down their shots because they're going to get opportunities, you know? Yep. The thing that I'll never take away from Middleton is he's, a very, he's very good at making tough shots, like shots you're not supposed to make. Guys are really close. Like he's a good three-point shooter in that way. Uh, everybody was just freaking out after, after the, the Pistons game. I'm not freaking out. I'm not worried about Middleton. He has these games every once in a while. Look at the history of him on this team. Going back three, four, five years. He has these everybody, every once in a while. They all have them games, though. Especially when you're I mean, a, again, mainly a, a jump shooter, right? And, you know, and personal stuff going on. It's hard to get amped up day after day after day. You know, that's where coaching comes in. You know, your teammates, you got to pick each other up. You know, you're going to just have them days where you don't have it. And it happens, and people need to not overreact. Uh, uh, Tyler and I have talked about this before. I think you've come on here and said this. We always look for people to, you know, have a positive effect on the game other than just scoring, and Middleton usually does that. He usually gets steals. Um, he's on all right on ball defender. He usually gets some deflections. He is actually good at jumping passing lanes, but he rebounds the ball. Like you said, when he's passing the ball, he's a good passer, I think. Uh, he's really good at those long passes on the floor, like those, those Aaron Rodgers. He's like Aaron Rodgers on the basketball floor every once in a while. Uh, it's nice when you got, you know, Six, big hands 11. catching him down the court, you know, like, throw it here. Oh. It is nice. We're actually going to talk about a play like that when we talk about the Purdue game. Did you watch that game? Bad Purdue. Purdue? Yeah, did you watch that whole game? Did you see the end of oh, that yeah. one? I, I taped it. Oh, man. Oh, oh Jesus. It was that last, last – I'll, I'll talk about that at the end there. Um, but, you know, the Bucks. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention oh, – God, who are they playing tonight? I forgot already. Do you remember who they played tonight? I w- I'm looking forward to Friday already because they played the Nets on Friday. Yeah. Uh, they play they the Raptors. The oh, Raptors, yeah, that's right. Travel. Yeah, so they'll play the yeah, Raptors they're, tonight. They're actually, they're actually hot right now. I know, and that, that rookie, uh, Barnes, I think his name is. That Van Fleet is uh, oh, man. on fire right now, and he kills the Bucks. I, uh, I'm Now I'm sad that Tyler's not on here because every time you mention Fred Van Fleet, he does his face. He just hates that guy. <laughs> and understandably so, because he does. He kills the Bucks, man. He just, I don't know. What it is, he sees he sees Milwaukee across the front. But you know, like, oh, you see that in 40. all sports. Certain certain guys just own different teams. You know, in baseball, and basketball, and football. You know, when they play against a certain team, it just seems like they put up numbers. Oh, see there he is. Oh, and blood, and Bledsoe. <laughs> he said, "I hate Fred Van Fleet and Eric Bledsoe by extension." I mean. I understand because, he, you know, he talks about how Eric Bledsoe let Fred Van Vliet go crazy in the Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago. And to Isaac's point, he said it's the most games Boogie went without a Tech. He got a Tech last week, I think. I remember a game yeah. he got a – yeah, he got a Tech last week. Um, wait, he got a Tech against the Mavs too, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. I, I know he, I, I saw one. I think 
He got a technical. He didn't do a whole lot to get that one. Yeah, he just said like a word back to the ref, and the ref was kind of like, "Oh, you're boogie cousin." I'm gonna give you a tick. Yeah, I think he got a tick against the Mavs, or he got one last week too. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to Friday. Uh, Friday's game against the Nets. That'll be good. To, that's on ESPN. I'm um, really, really looking forward to that one. Is that, I like is that in Brooklyn or yeah. I think it's in right. Brooklyn because the last one was in Milwaukee, so they still won't have Kyrie for that one. So we don't have to worry about that. Not that I was worried, anyways. It is what it is. If you don't, have, if you don't have Kyrie. Like, who cares? You still got Kevin Durant, James Harden, and they still got so much stuff. I'd rather watch Kyrie than Harden. So would I. I actually like Kyrie Irving. I don't like James Harden. So we're going to move on from some Bucks. We're going to talk some Badgers football. Uh, They played Arizona State in the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, What do you you got in that game? Let's go uh, Badger. What? You see from the Badgers' offense. You gotta get to your uh, notes. I understand. First half, running game was great. Second half, we couldn't block anybody. Nope. Um, Mertz was typical Mertz again. Yeah. You know, he throws his one touchdown, but then. I I don't know what to think. I mean, with that defense, oh, my God. And I still love mm-hmm. watching Wisconsin. Uh, you know, Allen is going to be just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. For a 17-year-old kid, uh, just amazing. Yeah. Um so what I saw, you know, same thing. Mertz, he was what he was. I mean, he is what he is. I hope that he can clean up some of the accuracy problems. I mean, if he didn't have all the accuracy problems that he had, I could see blaming Paul Christ a lot more. But every once in a while when Chris does call a good play, Mertz still throws a bad pass. It's kinda like, now who do I blame? Do I blame Mertz? Do I blame Chris? Do I blame them both? I, you kind of got to blame them both at this point. Uh, to your point, Braylon Allen, I wrote down all the drives. So I'm going to go through this real quick here because it got pretty ugly in the second half. So in the first half, they got the ball. Uh, Arizona State started with the ball. They threw an interception, right? We get it. Four plays, 36 yards, touchdown. Cool, we're winning. Awesome. Next drive, six plays, 25 yards, touchdown. Cool, awesome. We got touchdowns on our first two drives. Then one play zero yards interception okay Graham Mertz showed up after that 10 plays 45 yards and a field goal and then the last drive that we had in the first half 10 plays 55 yards turnover on downs they ran 31 plays for 211 yards Eh, that's all right go to the second half that ended up being really freaking good so first drive five plays zero yards we got a Pump the ball. Next drive, three plays, negative seven yards. So now we're at negative seven yards through our first eight plays. Then they ran three plays, got seven yards. So now we're back to zero, right? Then by some crazy way to end this game, they went on an 18-play, 90-yard drive 
that lasted 10 minutes. And they had to turn the ball over on downs. But that ended the game. They had 90 yards in the second half. All on their last drive. Because Braylon Allen basically turned into the Hulk and started running over piles of five, six people. That's what I saw, at least. But through the first three drives, we had zero yards. You can't have that. And you're punting the ball, and you're, and you're doing three and outs. I mean, we talked about with the Packers against the Ravens. That's how you let people back in the game. And that's exactly what happened. It was a one-score game. You know, It ended a one-score game. But they ended up putting the game away on the shoulders of a 17-year-old kid who's getting a lot of Heisman hype coming in the next year. Well, not, not only on him. I mean, yes, he was the offense, but that defense. Yeah. I mean, they, they gave up a few yards, and all of a sudden they would stiffen up, you know. and But the, they're, they're fun to watch, the defense. The, yeah, then Tyler and I, we, we say that all the time about how uh, we we really watch the Badgers football to watch that defense because they're flying around, they're hitting people. I mean, they're having a ton of, ton of sacks. And, you know, so on the other end of the spectrum – we're talking about, you know, Arizona State's offense versus our defense. They had 60 rushing yards, right? They had 219 total. 60 of them rushing yards on 33 attempts. They ran the ball 33 times for 60 yards. That is 1.8 yards per carry. You aren't winning a lot of games like that. a lot of it to quarterback? It was. But still, I mean, you're not winning a lot of games running the ball 33 times for 60 yards. Because the clock keeps running on running plays, you know? So... You're bleeding a lot of clock. You're not going to score a lot of points, and we scored two. We scored almost all of our points in our first two drives. But when you're down 14-0, you have to sling that thing. And their quarterback, he's about the same overall as Mertz. Tyler and I talked about it last week. So when you got that going for you, you feel pretty good. I hope for the love of God that the Badgers can find a quarterback for once in my life outside of Russell Wilson, because with that, that defense and that running game. I think we, I think our quarterback has the last few we've had have had enough talent because everybody complained about Jack Cohen. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to go throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns in a bowl game, you know. That's true. That's true. So some of it is play calling. I remember we do play run and we throw a little dumps to tight end. We don't have a whole lot of star power at wide receiver, neither. I thought DK was going to be a good guy. But, man, it's like he has a hard time getting on the field. I don't know why, either. He's super talented, man. When, 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 when Chris was in Pittsburgh, they had good passing offenses. You know, and, I mean, obviously, he's smart to take over the Badger tradition and run the ball here. So, I mean, with that kind of running game, you would think the passing game would be a lot easier. So that's where, okay, is it Mertz? You know, I, like you say, the accuracy issues. Because there were a couple games where his accuracy was good, and, man, we just went up and down the field. Tyler's got a good point. DK was a sophomore, and Davis and Pryor were seniors. I mean, they were – Super seniors at that. So well, I know, but DK made some big plays last year as a freshman. Right. You know, I don't care who's a senior or not, you know. Well, who wins you who wins you games, you know? Right. I mean my whole problem with argument, you would never put Allen out there as a seventeen year old freshman. Well, I mean, we had enough injuries. 
that's kind of how that happened. Uh, true. I mean, we had a guy leave the team, and then other running backs getting. He says, "Well, I'm excited to see DK be the man next year." Yeah. See, the problem I have with Mertz, I'm just going to focus on Graham Mertz right now, is yes, the play calling can be bad, and we'll call a play action, we'll roll him out to the right. All he has to do is look at two guys, right? You got your underneath option, you kind of run a levels play, and you got your other guy running about 11 yards. The other guy's running along the line of scrimmage, right? All he has to do is pick which one's open. And every once in a while, he'll just sail it or throw it at their feet. And I'm like, are you serious? You just got to make like six of those a game, and we will just destroy people. Maybe hit a long one every once in a while, wouldn't hurt, but it's just like, that's so frustrating to watch. I'm just so sick and tired of that. It, and it, it's every quarterback. I'm not just saying it was Mertz, but like it seems like every Badgers quarterback has a problem with accuracy, and it's just like, ah, it's frustrating because I watch Aaron Rodgers make every throw. At, except, except when we had a transfer. I mean, that's the only one, though. Russell. That's the only one, and we were amazing on offense. What was that one guy's name? I mean, we're we're not a hotbed for uh, quarterbacks, you know. <sighs> so you'd think we'd be able to recruit somebody with some kind of accuracy. Yeah, my God, I mean, again, this is my point. Going back to Chris when he was in Pittsburgh, he had a couple good quarterbacks there, and he had some good passing offenses and stuff. I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't know. They got some things to figure it's out. Not, it's not like there's a salary cap. Right. Where, you know, I'm just going to get pay all these offensive linemen and running backs and, and linebackers, you know. Yeah, and D linemen. Oh, I mean, I feel like. It's a scholarship, you know. I mean, but then again, you know, you gotta, you got to be able to get a quarterback who's willing to come here. You know, Mertz. Look at last year. He started out like a house of fire. Everybody was like, oh, my God. We finally got a quarterback and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, does he turn it around next year? Maybe. Maybe. For for our sake, I hope so. I know we got some. I know the Badgers lost out on probably the best lineman in the state. Yeah, where do you go to? I forgot. Ohio State. Yeah. But they got the the number two and three linemen to re- come to Wisconsin, so it's like, you know, it's a crowded room, and I think maybe this is what that number one guy was thinking about too. You know, who knows? Yeah, I mean, he probably also wanted to play in the college football playoff, which we'll never do because we always lose like two games or three games. It's just it is what it is, I guess. But. We'll uh, we'll cross that bridge when we have to. Uh, the you next gotta bridge. Remember, you got to remember the next year, year or two. You know, if Allen stays for his junior year, we are going to have a stud, and that will control games. You know, I mean, you don't remember it's probably so much, but I, you know, Ron Dane and you know, I mean, we, not- we 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 had a chance back then. You know, we had some good teams. I mean, I saw I saw a pretty good run, at, good run at running backs. I mean, Brian Calhoun, P.J. Hill, Monte oh, Ball, Melvin, James White, Jonathan Taylor might be the best of them. That guy is speed and power. And just think, he almost quit playing football. If we would offer him the scholarship. I know that's insane, man. 
Jonathan. You know, uh, now look at he's Chocolate. Top, <laughs> top three running back in the NFL, you know. Oh, easily. I don't think that's up for debate. He's definitely top three. Yeah, John it's Clay. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler naming. Uh, I said James White. I used to love James White. You can ask my dad. That used to be my boy. James White was my boy when he was at Wisco. We've had yeah, a lot just of. Think, just think, you know, if he wasn't hurt, what he'd be doing in New England. Man, he'd be really good with. He was with so valuable. Mac. Yeah, he was he... valuable to Brady back in the day. It was kind of like Favre and Amon Green. You know, Barker looked on field, nope, nope, nope. But he always knew where Amon Green is. Oh, I'll just turn. It was a safety valve. Yeah. They they just had that connection, you know. Oh, that's a good one. That was a good one, Tyler. Corey Clement. That was an underrated one. He's still in the NFL. He's still floating around. I think he's on the Cowboys now. He's on the Cowboys returning kicks. Yeah. He just really never had his chance. No. When he was in Philly a little bit, he got some games but he scored in the in the Super Bowl so <laughs> that's all I care about. Scored in the Super Bowl and he helped he got a ring. So and Melvin Gordon's still going. I mean we still got some good running backs out there. And for the Badgers talking, you know, just former Badgers in the league, they, they got the probably the best defensive player in the league right now from Wisconsin. I'm talking T J Watt. That guy is a monster. I think I think he could be up for better defensive player. That's really hot. Dude, what has he played? He's played 14 games, I think, and he has 21 and a half sacks. That's nasty. That we, is nasty. Uh, we probably have a top 10 or top 15 draft pick on defense. Who's that? Leo. You think he's top 15? Dude, with that Whoa. speed and that size and all that stuff, middle linebacker, Look at how long the Packers have gone without a middle linebacker. So if you're a team who needs one, why wouldn't you take him? He's smart. He's athletic. You know, he's got a nose for the ball. I mean, he is one of those guys. He's one of those. He kind of He's a bigger Chris Borland, in my opinion. Borland was always on the football. He always had 10 tackles. He would get tackles for loss. He was just kind of small, well, at, so sometimes they didn't run off. He had but... his rookie season for the Niners. I know. You know, if he went to guys bell rung a couple times, he probably would have stayed playing. I he and he reminded me of Zach Taylor. Uh yeah, that's no. The Miami Yeah, Miami. That's who he reminded me of because he would always get a bazillion tackles. Where where did Zach Taylor play school? Oh God. I don't remember. Tell me. Texas Tech. Okay. See, this is where I got this from people. I need to know every college that every player went to. Because I need to compete with this. So Tyler said Leo's a third rounder, in my opinion. I'd be okay with the Packers drafting him at the end of the second. Leo's lateral speed is the only concern for the NFL. Borland is a good comparison. I've always thought about him as, as Chris Borland. Just always around the ball. He's just one of those guys. Just always shows up. I mean, he had a couple games where he had like 15, 17, 18 tackles. And you're like, what the hell? Nobody else on the team is tackling? But he's he just be always a around the ball. Pick. You think so? Okay. Okay, hey, I'm not going to doubt you because you told me about Gronkowski before anybody knew about him. You <laughs> called the Jordan Love pick. Nobody believes me, but you called Jordan Love pick and you called the Thon Maker pick before the NBA draft. Those are three right there. I'm just like, yeah, my dad clearly is a time traveler. Just doesn't tell me yet. So as soon as you want to show me the time machine, that would be awesome. 
But when you called the Jordan Love pick, I was like, no way, bro. He's been graded as a seventh, the seventh rated linebacker. Huh? I well, yeah, seems because you always you always gotta look at Alabama's and all you know. I don't care about them. They don't always turn over. No, they they're just they play in a system where they got freaking awesome defensive linemen. You know, I mean, yep. and they're ahead usually by forty points. And well, their offense now is really what makes them go. My opinion, their weird? offense is yeah. It was always their defense. Now their offense is just nuts. They get all the quarterbacks. Yeah, Georgia too. I just yeah. yeah. The the Georgia linebacker uh, Dean, he's the best linebacker this year in college. He won the award fair and square. I mean, Chanel had a great great season, but the Kobe Dean was he was a problem. He's fast. I watched that Michigan and Georgia game, and he is fast. The shit. He's really good. And didn't they have it didn't Roquan Smith come from there too? He went to Georgia, right? Yep. And Roquan Smith might be the top three middle linebacker. I mean, you know, he plays for the Bears, but he's pretty crazy. He's fast and he hits and he's you know, he's I mean, awesome. It's, again, it's hard, you know, you gotta look at do they play in a four three, three four, you know, again right. a middle linebacker in a four three, you're gonna get numbers. Right. But Roquan Smith he is all over the field. He can do it all. Uh, he can do it all for sure. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Um, there's actually another former badger I wouldn't mind. You know, you kept bringing up tight ends, but Jake Ferguson would be pretty nice in green and gold. He's got some hands. He can run a little bit. I, I'm not saying he's going to turn into a star, but, you know, with Aaron Rodgers or just has a safety valve for love, I think he could turn out okay. I mean, DeGuara's getting a little better, but I like Ferguson, man. He, he He's improved as a blocker. He's he's always had the great hands. He's not a volume guy. They really just don't stretch the field with him, but I think, again, that's the Wisconsin offense. Yeah. Maybe so he comes. He's got size. He's athletic enough. Right. He can go up, and he makes contested catches. Like, I mean. What are you saying? Bobby's not coming back next year? I don't think so, personally. I think. Anyway, with an they, injury like that, you just you never know what you're gonna get. Hopefully and I mean, for him. hopefully for him, he can. Yeah, I hope so too. But with the cap room, how it's working, and you know, we got a lot of players that are gonna get a hefty price tag, and there's only so much money to go around. Somebody's got to leave, right? And Tanya just might be that guy, and I'm okay with it because you know we 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 can bring in a couple okay tight ends and just make it work, is, right? Is, is Bakhtiari that guy? Bakhtiari. Now that we know we could have Josh Neiman out Bak- there. Bakhtiari is going to have to take a goddamn pick. <laughs> That's how I feel. We paid him for a whole year, and he didn't do nothing for us this year. Well, he's coming back from a pretty bad injury. I understand that, but... He, he drinks he drinks beers at the Bucks game. He does. That's entertaining. But I need him to block for my quarterback. That's what he's paid to do. You know, and that's the thing, too. Him and Rodgers are good buddies. Yeah. So, if Rodgers wants him, GM Rodgers is going to bring whoever he wants back. Um, well, because, you know, Jenkins probably isn't going to be ready for the beginning of the year. No. But, you know, and you look at what we got on that line, though, with the rookie Newman and and Runyon, look at how he progressed in a year. He looked like he was never going to see the field. 
uh, well, I was telling a guy at work the other day, these guys remind me of back in the 90s when we had Aaron Taylor and Mike Wall and Marco Rivera. These guys, these guys played with an edge. They were nasty. These guys, they're not afraid to push a little extra. And you need that. And Myers, yeah, for a rookie. But even Patrick, he's not afraid to mix it up, you know? I was just going to say, man, I think Lucas Patrick has a lot to do with that. He, he uh, came, he's, he's a guy that scrapped and came from a practice squad to make the roster, and now he's starting for the number one seed in the NFL. That's well, That guy knows how to earn it. Didn't he come in and play guard last year? Yep, he plays all, of, games? He yeah, plays all on the inside. Can, the thing is, you're probably going to end up losing a guy like that, just like we did J.C. Treader. Yeah, but the Packers just Somebody churn off centers, like dude. That? Somebody who's versatile like that, it just tells you our – our coach for the offensive line is awesome. I know. I've shouted him out on the show a couple of times. He's he's getting uh, offensive coordinator buzz around the NFL, which kind of sucks, but also good. But you know, just because he's a great offensive line coach doesn't mean he's going to be a great offensive coordinator. I know, but that's just, yeah, that's just how it goes. You know what I'm saying? I know. It's like, a step up. I get it. Yep. Adam Stenovich, that's his name. Um, I've shouted him out. He was one of my three stars early in the season because when we were first starting to patch things together, I was like, man, this guy's doing awesome. Um, so let's switch. I think I, do, I think I do remember that. Let's switch gears here real quick, Dad. I want to talk some, some Badgers basketball. They had two games in the last week, the first one being against Illinois State. Uh, they won this game 89-85. I watched the, the whole first half. And then uh, I was watching watching the second half kind of off and on, switching between two shows. But it was just kind of like, why did we never put these guys away? I didn't understand. But when you dive into it, you look at the stats. You looked at it, it was just, you know, we scored all those points, but we kind of shot kind of bad, in my opinion. Um, I mean, at least in Johnny Davis, he was 6 of 23. And that's pretty bad. I mean, 6 of 23, all four from around the arc. Uh, Brad Davison, he had one. He had his worst game of the year. He was one of nine, one of eight behind the arc. He had seven points, five rebounds, three assists. But a guy that really stepped up when the Stars were kind of struggling was Stephen Crowell, and he had his best game of the year. He had 21 points, nine rebounds, two assists. He was seven of eight and two of two behind the arc. Uh, we discussed it last week. We, we made goals for the Badgers, and uh, Dad's getting looked at by, by my stepmom. Hi, Christine. Um, Crowell was one of those guys that I kind of looked at as like, if he got a better usage rate, he might be somebody that could be that third star that the Badgers really desperately need because it doesn't look like Tyler Wall's going to be that guy. But in this game, Tyler Wall was very good. He had 18 points and six rebounds. He shot five of nine, uh, Chucky Hepburn, 13, two and four. He made three, three pointers. He was three or three behind the arc. So he's another guy. Pretty good for a freshman. I know he, he's another guy I mentioned that maybe he could be a guy that steps up and you know takes over. I mean he's the first freshman to start at point guard since Devin Harris, and, uh, and at, at Wisconsin that's a pretty big deal. Devin Harris is pretty good. He was pretty good. I like Devin Harris. Played a lot, played a lot of games in the NBA. He did. Um, something that really still bothers me is the Badgers never get scoring production off the bench. Like they don't have a sixth man. We had ten bench points in this game, and I don't know. Who to even look for? 
who's going to step up. I mean, I don't remember his name, but there's the one guy, one guard. Well, and we got we just got that one guy back too. You talking Jacoby Neath? Is that the guy you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah. Um, Jacoby Neath, he's been he's been kind of underwhelming. After hearing all, oh, I heard he all was, this. He was out for how long though? Yeah, he was, but I mean, even in games that he played, like he wasn't the best. For him. True. Yeah. Tyler, I said it without yeah, looking at the comments. I said Neath without looking at it. So what he say? He said yeah, Bowman was another Bowman. guy I'm hoping can shoot with. Well, yeah, Bowman. Bowman's look good. I mean, he's, he's athletic. I mean, when he got opportunity, I think he looked good, in my opinion. But I mean, we're just gonna have to go from there, I guess. Um, the second game that they played was much better, uh, much more satisfying. Both are wins, so we like winning. Uh, but they played number three Purdue, and the man showed up. Johnny Davis is that guy. He is a top ten pick. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, there was a tweet I saw, and it talked about Tyler Hero, and there was another kid that was a really high recruit from Wisconsin. He went elsewhere. And they both kind of talked about how you'll never be a lottery pick if you go to Wisconsin. Well, Johnny Davis has proven that wrong. I'll tell you that right now. The kid, if he keeps balling, he might work his way in the top five. He's still plenty young. He can score from everywhere. He's rebounding. I mean, he does everything. Um, he had 37 points. 14 rebounds. He made big bucket after big bucket. I, it, you know, since becoming a dad, this is kind of something I've had to adjust. I can't scream at my TV, uh, whether it be for good or bad reasons. So <laughs> this was one of those, I like to call them uh, pillow games, right. where I had to hold a pillow up and I was like, Woo! you know, because they're going crazy. And I'm sure CC appreciates that. She does. It takes a lot of effort on my end, I won't lie, especially on Sundays. Um, I, that's why I hate Sunday night games because she's tired along with the baby. So, uh, no screaming, but, <laughs> oh my God, Brad Davison hit a couple big shots. He's been yes, such a great did. leader. Uh, what, what do you, what do you have for this game? What, what did you do? That was what I was going to bring up is, you know, right after halftime, Purdue comes out seven, nothing run crowd nope. crazy. They take the lead. It's like, oh boy. Yep. Badgers just had the answer. Go on your own little run. Boom, we had to lead back. All of a sudden, Purdue, go on another run. Uh, but we always had an answer. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, another big play was right before halftime. We were up by, what, one? Yep. Or, or whatever. And Hepburn, playing the defense, gets a steal. And ends up getting that dunk for Johnny Davis right before half. Yeah. Well, that was a huge momentum swing right there, you know. It's like there were plays that stand out. Uh, this was probably our best offensive rebounding game. Yeah. And which was amazing, you know, when you got that big seven whatever dude in there. Yeah, he's seven yeah. foot four. He's huge. I mean, we did have a ton of fouls. We had three people fall out. But somehow, it's amazing, this team held together. And, hey, what a big win. That's you know, I mean, massive. You're looking at the odds on Vegas. You're thinking there's no chance for the Badgers. 
Let's, I mean, up and down. Like you say, team. like you say though, when you got a a superstar, they can carry teams. And and man, they he could get wherever he wanted. He could. You could just see he was the best player on the floor. So here's something that I learned from you that I took from this game. Well, first of all, free throws win games. Okay, that's always the first thing that you ever taught me about basketball. And secondly, do you know what superstars do? A true superstar, when the crowd is into it and you're losing, they go find a way to score. And that is exactly what Johnny Davis did. You're not on your elements. I mean, it's it's enemy grounds. It feels like an enemy basketball. You go in there, and like you said, he can get anywhere. Well, you know, Tyler and I have a place we've struggled to play the Badgers. Right, bet. The Badgers have historically struggled there. Like well, Johnny the Davis last, is the last, everything. What did you say the last the last one we had there was actually in the NCAA tournament against North Carolina? I actually didn't hear that because I switched over to the Bucks game right after the game was over. So I didn't stick around for any of the post game stuff to hear yeah. all the cool stats. But wow, that's that's crazy. Um, yeah, we had uh, Voight, Wall, and Crowell follow out in this game. We only had seven bench points in this game. Six of them came from Chris Voigt. The other one point was from Jacoby Neath, you know, who we mentioned before. But, um, you know, Tyler, next... Tyler Wall. Yeah. He is so good when he's around the basket. Right. He just cannot shoot a jumper. At all, dude. No jumper. Zero. If he would develop any kind of jumper, he'd have the world. He would. Because, I mean, he is so smooth around the basket. He, he, he just he knows how to get somebody off balance. And, you know, he just, he, he can see when he, he feels so much more comfortable down there. Right. So I want to talk about the Badgers next couple games coming up here. Um, they play against Iowa tomorrow night uh, at 8 p.m. That one's on uh, Fox Sports 1. So if you're looking to watch that game, it's on Fox Sports 1. They play at Maryland on Sunday at 6.30 p.m. And then next Thursday, uh, you hear uh, my girlfriend upstairs giving my steps on the business because he's not being good in school. So life happening. Life's still happening. And then next Thursday, we have our revenge game versus Ohio State. I'm looking forward to that game because they really got walloped in that, in that last one. Yeah, they did. And a good defender, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but you know, we have a revenge game coming up. We have you know Iowa, Maryland. We should we should be able to beat Iowa. Iowa's got that one good good star player. I didn't do all my research on them. Yeah, yeah, but, Murray. Was it Murray or? Yep, yep, that kid. I watched. I was watching a little bit of that that Iowa game on Monday too. But uh, and then Maryland, they're nothing special this year. So should be easy games. I, I Iowa Wisconsin games are always good. They are in football and basketball. Well, football, yeah. They 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 just match up with us. Um, with that well, being yeah. said, I mean, think about it. We recruit in the same pond, you know. We do. Well, that being said, I sadly have to announce that unless a colossal collapse happens on Tyler's end, I am going to have to take two pies next week to my dome. Uh, my dad. He was better at picking than Tyler and I, so the race ended up being between myself and Tyler. Uh, we picked all the games this year uh, for the NFL, and whoever had the least amount had to take the pie. And then I also have to take a pie because of the Fantasy Football League. 
uh, I got last place. So I was re- like, you know, when we, we got this league, it was kind of put together like real quick, right? Within like a couple hours. So I did care, but I didn't want to win because I didn't want to win the free t-shirt, right? Because I was like, oh, I'm going to have to give it away anyways. I just wanted to be good enough to not take the pie, right? And I couldn't even do that correctly. <laughs> so next week, uh, I'm going to get smashed in the face by two pies at the same time. So that's going to be exciting. Make sure you t- tune in for that. Uh, you have anything else you want to say? Packers, Bucks, Badgers. What you got over there? Ass Clown. Yep, Herb. He's that. Something's going to happen. We'll hear in the next couple of days. I think something's going to happen with him. Um, but other than that, no, I got nothing. Uh, go Bucks tonight. They play tonight, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully we get some more news on Jair and Bakhtiari. But other than that, I'm all done. I'm out of words to say. And make sure you don't get a pumpkin pie. I will not be getting pumpkin pie. I am going to let Chantel uh, pick the pie that I take, but I am not going to be taking pumpkin. Let's take whipped cream. <laughs> Just take whipped cream. All right. I mean, I guess I could do that. But, you know, you got to do it right before you take it. Yeah. You see that, the stuff melts and then it's all runny. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll have, uh, maybe just to torture me, I'll have Chantel put them together right in front of my face, right live on the show here. <laughs> there you go. So we'll do it that way. Um, other than that, everybody be safe, be smart, and remember go there's back, still people. Go, back, go, go Badgers, you know. Yes, sir. All right, Dad. You know, it won't um, be. It won't be all that long, and we'll be talking about Brewers. I know. I know. It's pretty crazy. We're gonna have all the sports going on. <laughs> it's amazing that football is wrapping up the regular season here. I know. I am excited for playoffs, though. But it's next here, week, yeah. next week we will. Uh, I'm gonna talk to Tyler. We're gonna cook up a little uh, playoff preview. Maybe we'll do another con- Maybe we'll do another pie contest for the playoffs. Would you be in for that? Of course. Okay. I'm not losing. <laughs> All I right. Lost, I lost once. Okay, so Tyler said his daughter's Lily is itching to come on the show and talk to hey. Brewers. Hey, bring her on, man. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, I had Winter, who can't even talk. My daughter's only six months old, help introduce the show. So that's how we started today. She did, she did great. What a cutie. Yep. She, she did awesome just standing there. She did a great job. <laughs> um, yeah, Tyler, bring her on. That'll be awesome. We'll talk some Brewers. Uh, we'll have the perspective of a little kid. I was actually thinking about bringing uh, my stepson on here since he's a Patriots fan to talk some some playoff football. We'll see what he says. He'll probably just say the Patriots are the best and stuff, but I think it'd be cool to have him on. Um, yeah, other than that, I got nothing. We're going to plan a great episode next week. This was awesome. Dad, I love you. I hope you have a good night at work. And Love you, man. Everybody be safe. Go, go Badgers. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.